Hello, you beautiful, radiant being. Welcome to the Womanifestor podcast. I'm your host, Katie J, and I am so, so, so glad you are here. Thank you for spending time with me today. Before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to tell you about an opportunity that I am putting out into the universe for all you spiritual women out there who are new to manifestation and want to learn how to consistently manifest with ease. If you are ready to gracefully attract the life and love that you desire, then this four-week live recorded course is for you. Head on over to womanifestor.com forward slash ease. Ease is a brand new course that I'm putting together to help spiritual women like you consistently attract their desires. So many women out there have been telling me that they want more tools, more practices. They want to learn how to ground down, how to trust themselves, trust the universe, trust the process. And this course is going to teach you how to do that. Get on the wait list by heading to womanifestor.com forward slash ease so that you can be the first to know when the cart opens at the end of January. I am so excited to hold space for this program. I am confident that it's going to change so many lives and it's one of these offerings that Spirit has asked me to present to the world and is being spoken through me. So I'm really excited about it. Head on over to manifestor.com forward slash ease. I'm going to be talking about this for all of January on Instagram, sharing tools, resources, tips, and practices so that you can start manifesting now, whether or not you end up enrolling in this course. If you have any questions, DM me on Instagram at womanifestor. All right, let's get started with the episode. Welcome back to the Manifestor podcast. I'm your host, Katie J. And today we have a very special guest, Sydney Batson, who is an herbalist and a Reiki master based in Charlottesville, Virginia. She currently sees clients both in person and virtually for health consultations and energy work. Her passion is helping people connect to their bodies in order to access deep healing that goes beyond symptom management. I love everything about your bio, Sydney, and I can't wait to dive in. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So I would love to get started by just knowing a little bit more about how you got started as an herbalist and Reiki master. And yeah, let's start there. Yeah. So when I was younger, the only thing that I ever wanted to be was a doctor. And I just always had this urge to help people with their health in some way. And when I got to college, I did like pre-med and all of that and kind of slowly realized that I didn't actually want to go through med school and do that whole thing. But I, I still had this passion for health and wellness. So I explored all of these things like in the alternative uh, quote unquote health space. So I shadowed like various practitioners in my area. So acupuncturists, chiropractors, um, massage therapists, et cetera, just to, just to get a feel for what I might like to do. And um, actually it was through <laughs> our mutual friend, Eleanor, um, who suggested that I go to, that I um, attend this 
class that was put on by the herb school um, in my town in Charlottesville. Um, so I applied for that and I also applied for this uh, apprenticeship at the apothecary in town, which I don't even know how I got that because I had no experience at the time. But I started there um, and I took this, you know, the six week intro to herbs class and I just like I just soaked it up and I just never stopped going to school basically. So I took that class and then I just continued and I did their whole um, three year uh, herbalist training program. And that's how I got started. And when I started um, herb school, like, you know, I just, I really loved it. And I really loved, you know, being able to use herbs for healing, but that process was also a huge part of my spiritual growth and development. Like, it just really skyrocketed during that time. And while I was there, you know, I, I really recognized the importance of, you know, our spiritual health and our emotional health as well as our physical health. And that led me to exploring um, Reiki. So I also uh, became certified in Reiki when I was going to school. And yeah, and then I just, you know, after I left, I'd really just wanted to try and integrate my practice as much as possible and really help support people um, really like as deep as they want to go, like in supporting their physical, emotional, spiritual health, like all the way around. So. So cool. I love that you mentioned that you just never stopped learning. You never stopped taking classes because for those of y'all listening, Sydney and I both went to the University of Virginia, Wahoo Wah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of the pillars of Thomas Jefferson's creation of the university was we're lifelong learners, right? We're never a senior in our education. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I have continuously adopted as my belief system throughout my whole life, right? It's like, yeah, I when I stop learning, I stop growing. So I love that you mentioned that you know, as even in, doesn't matter what profession you're in, if you stop growing, like, how are you able to help people? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm, exactly. Yeah, I'm taking a class right now, actually. Um, I'm just like, always just trying to soak up more and more information. Yeah, I love it. And with plants, I mean, that's easy to do. Like, there's just, it's just completely never ending, like all the things that you can learn about plants. And yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, for a while I was working at a natural food store in the mountains of Northern California. And I started off in the juice bar and I was so intrigued by the wellness section because it was all the herbs and supplements and that kind of thing. And I was, I like you, asked to be a part of that section and they hired <laughs> me and I was like, wow, I have no experience in this. But I think what the herbal world is really looking for are people who are interested and drawn to learning about those things. And I love mm -hmm. that it's called out to you so deeply. I feel like the people who come in and they're like, oh, I want this Valerian or this Kava, there's still that disconnect between the actual plant. Mm -hmm. Like it's just in pill form or in tincture form. And I think that um, that's great and it's amazing, but like to know the plant met, to know how the plant is grown and harvested, like that is so, so rich. And I'm curious if you've had any experience with your hands, like on the plants and working with them? Yeah, absolutely. So when I was in school, um, there, there was an amazing uh, garden um, or garden available to us while we were there. So we definitely got to hang out with the plants a lot and really get to know them. 
And I definitely agree that there is kind of this disconnect sometimes, right? When people, people just see herbs as like a natural alternative to a pill, maybe, you know, instead of the fact that it is this, you know, living, breathing, like amazing life force um, that is just giving its medicine like so freely to us. So, you know, getting to know the plants was definitely really emphasized in the program that I attended, which I'm really thankful for. Um, shout out to Sacred Plant Traditions in Charlottesville, Virginia, by the way, <laughs> um, and my teachers, uh, Kat Mayer and Heather Wetzel. But anyways, so so yeah, getting to know the plants was definitely emphasized, and and that you know is a huge part of uh, making flower essences too, and and really just really just being you know in right relationship with with the plants um really sitting down and taking the time to get to know them um how are they grown what do they need like what do they want to teach you like all of that is just it just makes your experience with plant medicine so much more rich and meaningful so you brought up flower essences and one of the things that you mentioned in your podcast proposal, which by the way, you guys, Sydney sent the most thorough podcast proposal I've ever received. And I was like, yes, this one, UVA. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I was actually, it's so funny. Cause when I wrote that, I was like, is this, does this make sense? Like, is this going to flow? So I feel like I kept on adding more pieces just to make sure it all made sense. <laughs> oh yeah. It makes perfect sense. And one of the things that um, Sydney mentioned is that flower essences can be used to help you manifest. So I want to dive into that and start by just understanding what is a flower essence? Is it essential oil? Is it the stuff that they use to flavor the LaCroix, <laughs> you know, like the <laughs> essence or whatever what is a flower essence? Yeah. Okay. That is an excellent question. Good place to start off. What is a flower essence? Yeah, it is not an essential oil. Um, that is um, a common misconception, but it's totally different. Um, so, you know, when I think of like what a flower essence is, I actually often think about uh, Reiki or like energy healing um, because a flower essence really is just like the energetic blueprint of a plant. And it's meant to work on really the more subtle layers of your body. Um, it's more of a vibrational remedy. So when you're making a flower essence, like really, like on a physical level, it doesn't involve too much. Like the, like the flower of a plant might be sitting in some water, in sunlight or moonlight. And then you'll, you know, stabilize it with either vinegar or alcoholic glycerin. So on a physical level, um, you know, the essence doesn't actually contain any plant constituents. So, you know, unlike a tea or a tincture or an essential oil, there's actually no real way to know like what plant <laughs> you have, like if you were to, you know, dissect it with a microscope or something. But, you know, when you think about, I don't know if you've ever had Reiki or gotten energy work or anything like that done, or maybe your listeners have, but if I, you know, just in talking to you right now or to like place my hand on yours, um, it would probably be, you know, a pretty like nondescript experience. But if we were in an energy healing session together and I place my hand on yours and I have this immense intention and this connection with the energy and, you know, we're in session together, like you would likely feel some effects of that, you know? So when you're having an energy work session, someone might only be touching you very lightly, or maybe not even touching you at all, but you might be having all of these experiences of energy shifting within you. So I feel like flower essences are kind of similar in that way. 
like on a physical level, it might just be water and apple cider vinegar or whatever it is, but it's working on, you know, this uh, subtle energetic level and the importance of, you know, in making them is really your intention, your connection and respect for the plant. Um, and just, you know, really wanting that energy of the plant to be transmuted in the medicine. So really flower essences are um, energetic remedies and they're meant to um, pass along this energetic blueprint of the plant to you so that you can make some shifts in your life. Amazing. So do you think that, because I always kind of operate under the assumption that belief is the strongest medicine. Do you think that there needs to be an element of belief behind it first? Meaning like, are flower essences mainly beneficial for those who are already kind of bought into the energetics of plant slash like the subtle energies of Reiki? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good question. And I would say, um, honestly, not necessarily, because I think back to like my first experience with a flower essence. And it was when I, it was actually at my first herb conference that I went to. And at this time, like, I was honestly still a little bit skeptical of like, energy work and like, you know, feeling energy and like all that kind of like wooey stuff anyway. Like I was like, I don't understand this. Like I'm a super left brain person. Like I'm super analytical. Like I just like didn't really get it, you know? Um, <clears throat> and this is before like I uh, studied Reiki and everything. But anyways, I was at this conference and I decided to sign up for a flower essence workshop. And I knew like what flower essences were. So that was also included in like my skepticism. I was like, is this really a thing? Like, is this just like magic water that people are trying to peddle? So I went to the workshop and, you know, honestly, I was kind of expecting to just be an observer, you know, while maybe other people had an experience with the essence, but that is not what happened. I, um, we were all in a group and we all got to try uh, rose flower essence. And I was honestly like blown away because I had never experienced, I'd never had an experience like that from any sort of plant medicine, like colors were brighter. <laughs> like I just felt so joyful and open. And like, I think joy really was just the primary emotion that I was experiencing. Um, I think it was also amplified by the fact that like we were doing this as a group and whenever you do things like that in a group, you know, the energy is amplified, but yeah, I was just really taken aback by just how uplifting um, and calming and sweet it was. And just how amazing I felt with the substance that, you know, there's no plant constituents in it. Like it really is just magic <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. And we, you know, went to this workshop and we, you know, got to make a flower essence on our own. And I remember like, you know, I actually was really uh, excited to try the flower essence that I made in the workshop. Cause I was like, what if this, like, what if the woman leading it just like put something else in here? <laughs> like, what if this is actually, <laughs> like, I was still skeptical, <laughs> but um, yeah, of course. Yeah. The effect was uh, the effect. I had it again when I, you know, took the one that I made and yeah. So, I mean, at that time I was, you know, a little bit of a skeptic, but it still uh, made itself very known <laughs> to me. So I would say, you know, not necessarily. And also, you know, if it's the right remedy for that person, that's also going to play an effect too. Yeah. So there are different flowers for different things. Like maybe is it, does it work like there's one for anger and maybe there's one for depression or loss? Like how does that work? 
Yeah, so <clears throat> that's essentially right. So, you know, when you think of things that you might take like a tea or a tincture for, for things in your physical body, like maybe you are having problems with digestion or sleep or whatever. So the, you know, indications for taking a flower essences are these emotional states. And sometimes it can be pretty specific. Like maybe you're going through jealousy or maybe you're having an issue with, um, you know, a parental figure or something like that. Um, these flower essences, they have specific indications that are usually related to like more emotional or spiritual states. So for example, you know, if you like were out in the woods and you got cut and you wanted to stop the bleeding, right? You might reach for yarrow because uh, it's a hemostat, it stops bleeding. It's like a really great first aider. Um, but yarrow is also really great, like on an energetic level, yarrow is really lovely for um, boundaries and boundary work, like in either direction. Like if you are someone who doesn't really have strong boundaries and maybe you're picking up from a lot of people or maybe you're an empath, maybe your energy is kind of like leaky. <laughs> um, yarrow can be really great for that, for showing up those boundaries. Um, or maybe, you know, you're kind of closed off and like have too firm of a boundary. Yarrow can also be really great for that. So that is a more kind of like spiritual indication um, for this plant. Uh, and it's not to say that like, if you drink yarrow tea, your spirit is not going to get some of those benefits. It's just that flower essences are kind of specifically focused on the subtle body. Um, and you can definitely make remedies that are addressing both, right? Like you can put a flower essence in a tincture or a tea, or you can have a spagyric preparation, which is a whole different um, class. But, um, but yeah, there are definitely ways to achieve both for sure. So there are ways to use flower essences for manifestation then. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I, I think about it a lot when it comes to like shadow work and things that come up that you realize you want to kind of work through in order to manifest what you want. So if, you know, if boundaries came up for you and like not being able to manifest what you want, maybe Yara would be good. Or, you know, if these like specific kind of emotional states are coming up for you, or maybe even like um, specific chakras that are coming up, like in your shadow work that you realize, okay, I want to work on this, then, you know, there is probably a flower essence that you can look to, to really support you in that. And it, it's a really good like meditation companion. So if you are, you know, working through shadow work in, in meditation, for example, having um, some flower essence with you, maybe taking a couple drops while you're doing your uh, meditation can be really lovely. How do people take them? Do you just put them directly in your mouth? Yeah, great question. So, so the flower essences, yeah, they're uh, typically in liquid form and you can, so typically the dosing for flower essences is pretty low. Like I'd say usually around three to five drops, um, but you can sort of intuit what dose is good for you, how many drops. Um, and because it's such a low dose, a lot of people do just put them directly into their mouth. You can also um, put them on your skin if you'd like. You can, you know, put them in a tea or a tincture if you want, um, or you can put them in your bath water. There are lots of different ways, but I think the most common is just, you know, putting it directly in the mouth. Um, and I, I like to have clients, like if they're, you know, really working with an essence over a period of time, I like to have them take them um, right when they wake up right before they go to bed. So like kind of when you're in between the worlds and then once in the middle of the day. Mm -hmm. So what kind of things do your clients come to you with? Like what kind of problems are they working through? 
Yeah. So I use flower essences both for clients that I see for energy work and clients that come to me for herbal consultations. I know when people are coming for energy work, um, they might be coming because they're feeling like blocked in a certain area, um, or maybe they're feeling um, anxiety or depression or just, you know, just other um, uh, just kind of negative emotional states that they want to work through, you know, for clients that come for herbal consultations, most of the time they are coming for a physical ailment, but a lot of times there's a spiritual thing, you know, a spiritual component to what they're going through as well. And so in both cases, um, I might either recommend a flower essence for them to take. Like if someone's an energy work client, I might recommend an essence for them to take um, after their session to kind of continue the work. Or, you know, if they are an herbal plant, I might just put a little bit of an essence like in their formula, like if I'm giving them a tincture. Yeah, the most recently, I think I used um, St. John's wort essence, um, which is a really lovely formula. Um, there was some... I hate to use the word blockage, but just some stuff going on in like the third chakra area and just um, feelings of depression and just really finding it hard to kind of move through, move through those emotions and like see the light, so to speak. And so um, I use St. John's Ward for that. And that's also really lovely because not, you know, not everyone can take St. John's Ward. It's contraindicated for a lot of people, but the flower essence works really well. So that was one that I, I recommended recently for a client. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. St. John's Wort is one of those. I, I always forget that there are a lot of contraindications for it. And, but you're saying that if someone wanted the benefits of it spiritually, that they could do the flower essence because it's not as potent as something like a tincture or pill. Precisely. Yeah. There's really no like plant constituents in that preparation. It's really just water plus whatever stabilizer was used. So that's usually either vinegar, um, brandy, or sometimes glycerin. So yeah, super safe. So there's no actual St. John's wort used in the creation of it? Yeah. So I guess I should explain like how they're made because that might uh, (laughs) uh, make it a little bit easier to understand. So so when you're making a flower essence, um, typically what happens is, well, first of all, you're setting intention, you're sitting with the plant, um, you're just being really um, mindful and respectful of the plant that you're about to work with, um, asking permission from it, um, seeing if it's really the medicine that you want to work with. After you've done that, <clears throat> then typically what happens is the flower is placed in a vessel of water. And and sits out in sunlight or moonlight or both. And then after that time, that water is then stabilized, basically preserved with either alcohol, vinegar, or glycerin. Now, the um, you can harvest, you know, the flower from the plant and place it in the water. Um, I have also made essences where I don't actually harvest, which is, you know, preferred for me. Um, And then there's certain plants that you just don't want to harvest, but if you can find a way to sort of finagle it (laughs) so that the, um, the flower is just touching the water and you don't actually have to harvest it, that's really nice too. Um, But in either situation, um, really the preparation is just a culmination of a flower just resting in some water. So, you know, maybe there's like a tiny bit (laughs) of situation in there, 
but really in order for that to happen like you really need to make a tea you need to like heat up the water you know what i mean like steep it and all of that so since you know the flower is really just resting in the water there's really nothing in there plus after you have this mixture this water that you've preserved with either your alcohol or your vinegar then you take that and you dilute it several times so you take five drops of that put it in a bottle and then pour water and alcohol vinegar in that bottle so that's already like a huge dilution from the original solution so really um yeah really it's magic <laughs> there's not um there's not a lot of yeah actual plant constituent in there so because of that they're super safe and really anyone can use them I love that you keep referring to it as magic because that's one of the things that I'm trying to <laughs> that I'm trying to normalize is the fact that the the fact that we can look at each other on these flat surfaces and in live time see each other like that is magic to me right and I want to <laughs> totally. normalize it. yeah why that is magic where is it you know like I want to normalize that because one of the other things that I'm actively going to normalize in 2021 is the use of the word witch and kind of stepping out of my own shell around that too, because there is a lot of wounds around that term, but I think it's just because it's so misunderstood. And before we started recording, I asked you about this and I'm curious what your understanding is of the term witch and whether or not you identify. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I feel like there's a lot of ways to interpret it. Um, I personally uh, view it as someone who is really connected with um, source or higher energy or however you uh, want to call it. And someone who is really connected with source energy and is able to um, connect with it in a way that you know, has tangible results in their lives. So, you know, being a witch or like doing magic, quote unquote, is really just, a, I think it's really just about that connection and the different ways that that connection manifests, whether it's like making a magic potion with plants or like doing energy work, like all of these things that like seem so magical. Like, I really just think it's about being connected to source. Yeah. Yeah. Because we grew up with magic being this thing that like, magicians did with a wand and witches were these like things that we were scared of and you know were seen as like ugly warty old women you know like making these brews in their cauldron which isn't really you know it's not and what it is that they were actually doing it's probably not that far off from like what we're doing you know making herbal concoctions and stews and healing bone broths and things like that, you know, like it's really not that far off, but the, the way that our culture has depicted these words has made it hard to identify as those things, you know, because then people are like, what? <laughs> they immediately think like the, the negative side of witches and like the weird side of magic. And it's like, no, it's all quite normal actually. <laughs> at least in mm -hmm. my circle. Yeah. Or just this notion that it's like, oh, that's not real. Or like, that's like fake or whatever. And yeah, I mean, I think the only like real antidote for that is really just to just experience it. I mean, I kind of had that experience when I, um, you know, tried a flower essence for the first time or like when I received energy work for the first time, like I was like, oh my gosh, 
this is totally a thing. <laughs> and um, it's understandable why that like skepticism or, um, you know, just those uh, reactions to it are there. But I think, yeah, really just, you kind of just have to experience it to, <laughs> to understand on a certain level. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So Sydney, where can people go to learn more about you and your practice? So um, you can go to my website, which is just my name. So sydneybatson.com. So that's Sydney, like the city in Australia. Uh, and then Batson, B as in boy, A-T-S-O-N.com. Uh, my Instagram is at sydney.batson. Um, my email is hello at sydneybatson.com. Uh, but yeah, I try to um, share uh, like different blog posts I'm writing and um, different herbs I'm working with, things like that on my Instagram. Um, and I do have a blog on my website, so you can find me there. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time today, Sydney. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, thank you. So great to be on your podcast. Thanks so much. Thank you so, so much for listening to this podcast episode. I want to invite you to join me for donation-based community breathwork classes. I host them every Sunday at 10 a.m. Central Time. We usually wrap up around 11, 11. These classes are designed to help you break through limiting beliefs, doubts, and fears holding you back from manifesting your desires with ease. The best part about breath work is that you are in control and the breath does the healing. Nothing is being done to you. The breath provides whatever healing or energetic release you are ready for at that time. Whether you are ready for a mystical experience or just a mental break from worry and stress, breath work can help you get there. For more information and to get on the email list and RSVP for community breathwork, head on over to womanifester.com forward slash breathwork. You can hop on the email list and once you do, you will receive instructions on how to RSVP for class. Spots are limited, so go ahead and hop in there to reserve your spot ahead of time. I look forward to holding space for you and getting to connect with you live. If you do decide to join, I would love to know that you heard about it from the podcast. So just let me know in the chat once you are in the Zoom meeting or when you get a chance to share at the end of class. Thank you so much. Have a fantastic day. I'll see you next week on the One Manifestor podcast. Music for this episode is brought to you by Our Daughter. Check out the show notes at womanifestor.com forward slash podcast to link to the Our Daughter Instagram page.